Super Bowl Radio Row has officially reached peak insanity. It's insane today. We're almost ready to... Uh, luckily, I have a bodyguard here who's going to get me through the crowds now as the throngs have become massive. And this young man here, Jacob, is going to get me through the week, whatever's <laughs> left of it, and the parties and all the other stuff. Yes, he is. But a guy we had on last year, we talked to him. You guys, are, you guys are my good luck omen, I think. Uh, absolutely. Minus the you kidney stones that happened when I left. <laughs> Other than that, you guys are my good luck omen. Matt Mitrione, Bellator fighter. He was an NFL player. Great story. Played with the Vikings, so I'll get to that later. With the Giants in the NFL, and they said, you know what? Screw this NFL pass rushing stuff. I want to get in the ring, and I want to start inflicting punishment on guys like Luigi Curto, who you talked to yesterday and claimed that he was an MMA enthusiast, and he was. He actually did train. Luigi's the first guy here to actually threaten me. It was like, look, don't squeeze my hand too tight because I'll throw these hands on you. And yeah, because like, you're two I'm... weeks away from a big fight. Yeah, and I was like, well, hey, man, I can't get cut up before a fight. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> like, he was, like, really aggressive with me yesterday. But you can cut him. I mean, it'll give him a little more street cred. Yeah. I, I like cut it. myself on purpose before the fight. It shows a little bit more. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell you, when we're off air, I'll tell you a story about somebody that did that in a major fight that demanded, demanded his purse be at least doubled right before a fight. And they were like, no. And he's like, I'll give you an hour to think about it if you didn't have Happen, this fight won't happen. They're like, well, if you cancel the fight, you're going to get fined and blah, blah. And he's like, don't worry about it. Double my purse. We don't what? have to worry about it. Then the fight came, or then like they, or like an hour came. He's like, did you guys double my purse? Nope. Went to the back, cut himself with a razor blade on his eyebrow. Fight got canceled. Wow. Then, then the difference, the dude that <laughs> stepped in for the guy who cut himself changed the course of history for MMA. And I'll tell you guys about it when we're off uh, Yeah, I need, I need to And you know, and the other thing is, Rocky asked to be cut in the original Rocky, cut, right? Cut me. Cut me, Mick. <laughs> And what happened to Rocky? He made a bunch of bad movies after that, and the rest is history. <laughs> Stop so, knocking Rocky. I know. The, the, the last time I fought actually had been compared to uh, to, the, to, to Rocky II when uh, Apollo Creed and him hit each other at the same time. I fought a, a Russian legend named uh, uh, Fedor Emelianenko. Exactly. And we hit each other at the same Fedor time, dropped a, each a other, and then I just happened to get up first and knock him out. But, like, uh, like everybody's like, that was so incredible. Like, like it was a blend of, like, Rocky, what, three against was Ivan Drago? And I've, no, uh, four was Drago. Four was Ivan Drago, because three was Clubber Lane. Don't Lens, ask correct. me. I only saw Rocky and one. I can't blame you. A good choice to stop watching it. That oh, time. You're right. <laughs> but and then I, and then Rocky too when we hit each other at the same time. It was pretty nuts, man. Matt Mitrione is fighting again. Last year he was on Radio Row. We hooked him up with product. We gave him the great karma. And now you got your son here with you, Jacob. Yeah. That's right. Now, is he, he's not in the octagon already, is he? Oh, he will not be in the octagon. He's a, he's a handsome kid. He's got some kind of brains to him. He'll be an academic. Beautiful. That's a smart That's move, a man. That's a good job but out I, of you, I Jacob. did pull him out of school for this experience. That's okay. That's a good job out That's of dad. That's a life experience, <laughs> It's a right? life experience. You know, yeah. this is what I believe. I keep telling people that there's more to learn in the world. So if you need to pull your child out because you're going to travel to a distant land. Exactly. Or you, that is worth more than another two weeks in school. See, the, my, my perspective, and then my wife, she shared, my ex-wife, she shared it with me, was that, uh, you know, that, that I want him to be comfortable in every arena possible, and I don't ever want him to feel like he doesn't belong. So I bring him around anywhere so he can walk up to people, That's have fantastic. conversations, and be like, hey, look, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing here, for no reason other than the fact that I just want to say hello. And not only that, but social skills are becoming less and less uh apparent in in the youth of today because they're always doing this. Do you see that? So I've, I've got three yes. kids, right? So 12's my oldest, 7's my baby girl. And it's amazing to watch that if they get a, a little bit of electronics in the morning, it ruins their day. If they get a little bit of electronics in the middle of the day, they won't do anything for the rest of the night. All they want to do is just watch. And I'm like, dude, get, like, they get upset with me because I don't let them play games. I don't watch TV. We read. We paint. We do so many things in the house and that they get upset about it sometimes. But 
he's so much more social, and he's got he's he's got an adjustment that other kids haven't seen. Can you uh, can you uh, adopt Luigi and try to <laughs> wean him now, off okay. of social media? So and, I'm dealing with stuff from time to time, but it, I always <laughs> who doesn't listen to me. I, I'm probably never going to become a father. But I always say if I ever became a dad son daughter no matter what i mean if i had a, if i had a daughter i'd be the guy wearing the tutu with my kid in the mall like i just that's who i would be, you if, would I, be. if i'm the son if i had a son i'd be out rolling around in dirt with them all day long my kids are not going to be playing on tablets they're going to be outside playing in the dirt they're going to be having fun they're going to be experiencing life outside while you're sitting on your phone no doing no, this. no 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 i gotta go bluetooth i go hands-free <laughs> no, i'm just saying though it's important to do that with your kids man it really it is. is man yeah. but you know it's, it's difficult because no matter how hard you try to shake it everybody's got some form of an addiction to an electronic of some form yes and i and i am doing my very best to, to eliminate that, that is and fantastic. to get rid of it I, I do my best to like when i'm around them because i have partial custody so when i'm around them and have my time with them i try to leave my phone away or all all we do is play music on it through the Good Bluetooth, job, and we get down on it. Like well, you know, I do my very best. Doug Peterson did this during yes. during uh, the meeting sessions. He had all, all of his the players, players put their phones, put their phones on the down. table right. and say, "Let's sit and talk and look at one another this and communicate no and bond." Love yeah. it. Love so enough it. about because that's okay. one of my pet peeves, and it's been a pet peeve for ten years. Now it's out of control. It's bad, man. And, but, but your son, but, this is the difference. Jacob is not sitting here with an electronic device. He's not, not playing video. Dude, you see, know what he's I doing? People go to restaurants and their kids are sitting there like while they're eating and they're just playing on phones. Yeah, or tablets. Like, what is what Jacob holding right now? Jacob, hold it up right now. He's holding hot sauce, bro. He's, he's trying to academically figure out how to open this thing of wax, Because it's sealed what with wax on the top. What kind did he get? The, the Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is the guy right across was it, the no, way. But was it one of the Reapers, or is it the ghost pepper? What is it? What I did he get? Brother. I didn't even Are you know a hot sauce guy? Let's check it out. I mean, I can be. I'm not afraid of hot sauce. Yeah. What is it? It's hot. I just know we have game hot sauce. This is, um, is that a new flavor? No, this it's one. Well, big game sauce. This one's not. This is just a cayenne base. It's not a very big. All right, so it's not too hot for a young man I like Jake. Let's get on this, baby. Beautiful. All right, so it's coming up, man. The Bellator Heavyweight World Grand Prix. Yes, sir. So there's a series of fights. Some of them have already taken place. Some yeah, are one coming of them up. has. Yes, right, sir. The, the, uh, the fight between uh, uh, Sonnen and Rampage Jackson. Yes, sir. Rampage Jackson was eliminated. That fight took place at the Forum out in L.A. January 20th, not that long ago. You're coming up next two weeks from Friday. So Friday... February 16th at the Mohegan Sun Casino up there in uh, in Connecticut, you will be fighting a man that you fought back in 2012, right? Yes, Roy sir. Nelson. Roy's the first guy to legitimately beat me. Uh, hit me with an uppercut, didn't see it coming, and he jumped on top of me, finished the fight. Uh, good for him. That was my sixth fight I've ever had before. I feel like now I am light years ahead of where I was at that time. I've had 11, 12 more fights since then. I feel extremely prepared. And also, like, I feel that Roy hasn't gotten much better. I feel Roy is kind of a gatekeeper guy. That, um, you know, fighting him is an IQ test. If you're dumb enough to stand directly in front of him and, get, and trade off punches, well, then you're probably going to lose. If you fight him like an athlete, then you pass your IQ test and you're going to do just fine. So you're going to fight him, and this is going to be on what was used to call it Spike TV. Now it's mm -hmm. the Paramount Network. So yes, sir. you'll watch it live, 9 o'clock Eastern time. I mentioned that's Friday night from the Mohegan Sun. So this one, folks can watch on TV for free, right? This is not a pay-per-view. This is a free TV, brother. That's, 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 what that's the best it's way free, to get it's down. It's free, it's me, baby. That's and right. You don't even need to get like a hacked fire stick or anything. Nope, you, no, If sir. you have cable, you can see this. Now, the other fight's going on. So it's Fedor, who you fought, uh -huh. against Frank Mir. So these are like the biggest names in MMA. These are, these are some, some huge, huge names, especially in Bellator. And what they kind of did was that they, like they almost made like a super fight tournament, right? Like where there's, there's three legitimate heavyweights, then there's three light heavyweights, and a bloated middle 
Holloway in jail, who already beat Rampage. Right. And so, like, what they did was, like, you know what? Let's let's put to bed the arguments. Like, who's better, the 205 here or the heavyweight there? Let's actually have them fight each other. Let's see what the hell happens when we just put them all and then they strap it on. So let's get in there and see what happens. And that's what they've actually done. And that's why I find this as exciting as it is. And then eventually, you are the favorite. So for all of our fans who like gambling, which is probably most of them, <laughs> you are now the sports book favorite to win this tournament, the Bellator Heavyweight Grand Prix. Yes, sir. Now, can you bet on yourself? I guess you can, right? Well, bet, you don't bet I, against yourself. I bet my life, right, every time <laughs> I get out there, right? So I, I can't bet more than that. Um, you know, yeah, but I am. I am the betting favorite, and I should be. I'm the best person in this entire tournament. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've changed. I'm a better fighter than I ever was before. I'm not, I'm not doing anything different. I've just kind of grown into my own. I know what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. And I'm ready to go put it on show, brother. So you fight on February 16th, and Mir and, and Fedor is on April 28th in Chicago. Yes, sir. And then you have the light heavyweight with uh, Ryan Bader and King Mo, and that's in San Jose in May, May 12th. So this thing's not going to end for a while, No, right? sir, this isn't a year-long tournament. And right. I'll tell you what, Fedor and Frank Mir is, is a crazy fight, and I can't wait to watch that to see what goes on because Frank Mir is so good on the ground, but so is Fedor. Fedor is incredible on the ground. But, I mean, no, there's nobody like Frank Mir when it comes down to scrapping on the ground. Yeah, I mean, these are the biggest names, and, you know, obviously guys who have, have had unbelievable careers. Yes, sir. But these aren't guys as – the thing about when we see guys boxing until they're in their 40s and 50s, I mean, they still have some talent, and obviously to get in a ring, whether it's boxing or MMA, you're not just doing it just for a, a quick payday no, so you can be the fall guy and take a paycheck and take a beating. Right. These guys are still fighting, and they're still training hard. Because I remember last year when you were here, you had, you had my man. Herschel Walker helping you train, right? I did, I did. Dude, I, how amazing is that individual? Like, he's, he's the, the ageless wonder, brother. He's like Daryl Green, just, just absolutely amazing, does whatever he wants to do. I don't know what he does, but I want some of it. <laughs> really? Push-ups and sit-ups, kiddo. That's what he does. No, but like, even his, like, there's incredible. not a wrinkle on that man's body. So I, how well do you guys know him? Have you guys ever had a chance to sit down and just chop it up, like, not on the radio? Absolutely, yeah. Dude, yeah his, his story, is it's like, it's like Forrest Gump. I mean, he's like, he's there's the most. There's got to be a movie. If there's going to be a movie about anybody, it's, incredible. it's got to be about Herschel Walker. He, he, he like, it's like he like almost aloof just walks into something and it turns into a golden ticket. Yep. Yeah. And it's like he talks about it so casually. It's like, like the Midas touch. Like the thing about the chicken, right? I mean, it's amazing. It's like his, nuts. It's incredible. People, I mean, people doubted him. When, obviously, when he was in high school and then went to Georgia, nobody was doubting how great he was. Then he goes to the NFL, is great. He goes to the USFL, is great. And then when he said, I want to do MMA, people were like, are you kidding me? You're a football player. And then he went out and he got himself, and he's always been in great shape. So he'll yeah. never miss a day of sit-ups and push-ups. He's just an amazing physical specimen. Just Maybe incredible. one of the greatest of all time as far as top 10 athletes who just keep themselves in great shape Completely all the way to the end. It's all amazing. The and, and, he, and he's so casual about it. Yeah. And like he, there's, there's so much humility. That's not even artificial. It's just genuine, casual humility. Before there was Netflix and chill. There was Herschel Walker and chill. No, I have to say. That man is always chill. You know, we, we had um, uh, Carl Eller on the other day, and there is something about these older players that are so much more humble than, I don't want to say everybody because modern-day players, but, but in general. Because you've gone through it all. You've, you've fought the war. There's wars. nothing left to prove, You've brother. proved everything you need to prove. You're in the Hall of Fame. You're one of the all-time greats. So are they? were they always humble, or have they become humble? A lot humble? of them have. It's, it's individual cases. The guys who aren't humble, you don't hear from anymore. Well, see, you know, another thing, too, is, like, 
that so most of the people that Jacob has met have been legends, right? He hasn't, he hasn't met many young guys. I don't really know who they are, to be honest. And, uh, and so I go through and I meet all these people, and they, they ask him questions. Like, instead of just me talking to him, I'm like, oh, hey, Jacob, blah, blah. Like, they're like, hey, man, are you playing sports? And what's going on? And who's your teacher? Whatever else. And then you remember, like, at a time, everybody wanted to know who you were at the time. And then when you retire, you kind of get forgotten about. So then, like, even if you were kind of full of yourself at the time, now, like, it's, it's kind of slowed down where you appreciate the time Good and you point. take the time to, to, to marinate in it. Yeah. Like, so that was really cool. And it's, and it's been a great experience for him to be like, well, Doug Flutie just asked you who your teacher is. Like, why Doug Flutie doesn't care who your teacher is? But he's cool <laughs> enough to take the moment to be like, hey, That's you know awesome. what's going on here? And you know who else doesn't care? The honey badger. He never cares. He, he never still cares. doesn't care. He never cares. Even though we haven't heard him from him in a long time. You know what's really wild to me? I met Kyle Turley today. Uh -huh. um, and, and when I walked up to introduce myself to him, he's like, Matt Mitrione. He's like, I tell you what, it's like I love watching your fights. And I was like, wow, what a kick in the nuts, you know? Like, Kyle Turley knows who I am. All right, before we let you go, you, you, you play for the Vikings. You play for the Giants. We're in Minnesota. Who do you like? And the Vikings are out, and the fans Okay, I'm not just saying this because you, guys, because you guys are Philly people. I'm going Philly 31, either 31-24 31-24 sounds like a good score to me. That sounds about right because I believe the way, it's going to be high scoring. I was, I was going to go for the Vikings. I thought the Vikings were going to get into it, but by the way, you guys dismantled them. Like, like you just, just hung 38 on the number one defense in the game, and then just and, and they couldn't do anything offensively. I mean, you guys, whole game plan-wise, were insane. So I can't imagine the Patriots being able to do something well, I have more. nothing to do with it, and neither does Luigi. But close, I'll take, close. I'll take credit for it because I've been suffering – for 65 years as an Eagle fan. Now, my family lives out in Chalfont, so I'm oh, like, really? my family oh, are, are, are wow. Eagles people. Yeah, now, are so you going to be, are you leaving before My family, Chalfont family is actually coming out to my fight in Connecticut. Beautiful. Yep. I love Mohegan Now, when do you son. fly out of Minneapolis? Uh, to tonight. I'm getting out, getting home, ah. getting to work. I practice tomorrow morning. Yeah, he's got right a train. He's still practicing. He's got a fight in two weeks. That's right. Two weeks. You don't get to sit back and eat chicken wings and watch the. Well, you'll watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, I, I will, but I'll practice on on Super Bowl Sunday for sure. Now, will you have chicken wings on Super Bowl Sunday? You know, I will. I'm sponsored by Wingstop, baby. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, imagine That's that. A good now, do you have Wingstop on your trunks? And, uh, hey, well, all over the oh, I got Wingstop, buddy. You have a tattoo of Wingstop on your. I'm not afraid one? to put one on. I'm not uh, afraid to. to <laughs> what are those called? Those henna tattoos? Henna, yeah. Oh, henna tattoos. Oh, that man. join out if Do I get paid back enough. thing, you know, where you get the whole back done. The <laughs> yeah, whole back sure. just says wing stop. Across. Who was that? Was that Peter McNeely who like sold the bottom of his shoes? Uh, Bernard, Hop that? Bernard Hopkins sold, used to sell his back to, uh, was it a Golden Palace? Golden Palace. Scene? They must yeah. have been paying so much McNeely money. McNeely was right, though. He oh, did yeah. sell the bottom of his shoes of when, his he, got shoes when he got knocked out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it's great to see you again, man. Good Thanks luck. a lot, I know man. you're going to win, and you're going to win this whole thing. Yes, sir. And then you're going to come back and say, I remember being on this dumb show two years in a row, man. And you guys were my good luck charm. Exactly. Absolutely. That's how it goes. Now, Minus the kidney stones. Now, every time, you'll have to come back, make sure. I'm Keep ready. Keep the streak alive, man. Let's do it, brother. Matt, great to see you, man. Good luck. And Thank great you to see your much. son, Jacob, here. What a Thank great you. young man. Look at the beautiful hair, too, man. Yeah, he's got a head of hair, doesn't he? He does. He's, he's, got, does. he's, got, he's quarter Asian, so he's got a little bit in him. He's oh, got some good hair. Oh, that's a good job, man. There's nothing Not wrong with having a little Asian in you. Nothing wrong with being a little Asian, either. Exactly right. Matt Mitrion, good luck, brother. Thanks, brother. In a world of Wrestling Podcast, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.